What up, Misfits? Welcome to the Misfit Heroes Podcast. My name is Chris, and together we are going on a journey. Misfits, you hear me say that at the beginning of every episode, but let's get one thing clear. The journey is the focus of this podcast. Jesus transforms us from a life of living in the world to a renewing of our minds, and we are literally created anew. What is old is made new again, and as we grow deeper in our faith, it can be easy to overlook the simple blessings that just believing in the Lord as our Savior brings us. I'm going to quote the old faithful, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that he who believes in him shall be given eternal life. One of the things that I love about this podcasting journey I'm on is the chronicling of this journey and the amazing and diverse group of people that I get to speak with. That leads me to a quick plug. If you haven't yet, go check out our website and social media. They can all be found at www.misfit-heroes.com, and we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. While you're at it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now in your podcast player so you can be notified whenever there's a new episode released. Now, about that journey. Everyone starts somewhere, and my guest tonight is no different. Janessa Staples, now Janessa Perdome, is the host of the Create Your Earth Life podcast, where she chronicles her journey from living in runes, tarot cards, and other ways of the world, to being saved in Jesus' name and living in her faith walk with Christ. She has a pretty amazing story about her experience being a surrogate for twins to a Singaporean couple that helped grow her faith with God. This is a super inspirational listen, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot from her testimony, so let's hear it. Misfits, please welcome Janessa Staples. Playing the Misfit Heroes podcast. Janessa Staples, welcome to the Misfit Heroes Podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much for coming on to my show. Hey, first and foremost, I wanted to say congratulations. You got a lot of great stuff going on in your life. I hear you're engaged now. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. As of <laughs> Tuesday. Congratulations. Now, you need to get my approval, of course, because I'm very <laughs> important in your life. <laughs> so so who is this guy and 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 and... and and what are your intentions with Janessa? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, his name is Brian. And we've been together since August 2020. Or no, t- where am I going with this? 2020, no, 2020. I was thinking I said 22. Sorry. <laughs> so we've been together since August. And um, yeah, we actually, we've known for a while that we wanted to get married. We picked out the ring together on Valentine's Day. We actually went to just go look. And then um, those people are really good at selling you stuff. And oh, yes. He went for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They will go hard on you for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like, oh, no, no. Because he was like, I don't really want to buy it in front of her. She's like, oh, it's fine. Everyone does it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, and he was right. like, okay. Right. They're like, do you have a wallet? Do you have, do you have money right now? Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, she, she'll be fine with it. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> let us check your credit. And he's like, I'm not gonna, no, I, I don't know if I'll qualify. And they're like, you qualify. And they're like, so you can buy. So before he even proposed, we started premarital counseling at our church. And then he proposed at premarital counseling. Him and the pastor like set it up so that he could record it. The pastor could record it. And they like had this whole thing where they were going to talk about the weather. And then he was going to be like, oh, let me look up what tomorrow is going to be like. And then he started recording. And that's when he asked me. Also, yeah. you you just got baptized as well. Did you both get baptized together? Yes, we did. Yep, we got baptized on Easter. That yeah. was awesome. Well, congratulations. It sounds like everything's 
going well for you. So yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm going to introduce people to you a little bit. So you are host of the Create Your Earth Life podcast. What is your podcast about and who are you looking to reach? And what's your message? So my podcast is a Christian podcast and it didn't start off as a Christian podcast. So I also was saved over the summer of 2020. And before I was saved, the podcast was a spiritual podcast, but it wasn't about God and Jesus. Like it was about more of new age idea kind of things like runes and tarot cards. And I also had some people on that talked about health and I had some good episodes too. And it was about a lot about education and stuff like that. But when I was saved, I decided to also change my podcast to be about Christianity. And so I, I think anyone could listen to it, but I really think I speak most to beginner Christians, like people that have just been saved because I'm so early in the process of being a Christian and growing my faith and everything that I think I think people that are new Christians will be able to relate with me and learn. And I have Bible studies on there. I have all kinds of different stuff on there. I noticed that it seems like a lot of the podcasts that I listen to of yours, they kind of chronicle your faith walk a little bit. I thought that was kind of cool because, I mean, you see, you see, like from your start, I'm interested to talk to you about your walk in faith as a whole. So you said you were saved in 2020. Tell me your story a little bit. Basically, throughout this pandemic, I was just kind of feeling not like bad but just kind of like empty, I guess you could say, or like something was missing. So I was trying to like do other spiritual things. Like I had mentioned earlier, you know, runes and meditation and all that other stuff. Not that anything's wrong with meditation because you can do it on scripture. I just want to clarify that. But my cousin who was born a Christian, raised a Christian, went to Christian schools, and then she got married and some bad things happened to her and she just stopped believing. And she stopped believing God. She like started doing witchcraft and drinking and partying and stuff. She had an experience and she posted her testimony on YouTube and basically God like came to her and was like, don't you remember all that I've done for you? And this video was like 40 minutes long and it was like late at night and I was just like scrolling on my phone and I was like, oh, I'll watch like 10 minutes of this. And I ended up watching the whole 40 minutes. And just since then, it just completely changed my life. I went and bought a Bible, got rid of my tarot cards, my runes, or like I hadn't gotten rid of them right away. I'm just getting rid of them. But I put them to the side and I didn't touch them again. It's the intent that's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I didn't touch them again. And I've been reading the Bible and really like Jesus has changed my heart. Like he really means it. When it says in the Bible, God will renew your mind and take the stone out of your heart. It is for real. Like that is something that he's definitely done for me. I've been able to forgive people. I've been able to give up rage. I've been able to just love others. And like, I've gone through a lot of stuff in my past that I just couldn't let go. And my life has just completely changed since becoming saved. And so now, now I want to share the word. So that's why I have a Christian podcast. And then I've also expanded my podcast to be a blog. So I just launched it like a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. I have a blog now. It's the same title as my podcast, hashtag create your earth life, create your earth but yeah, I just like sharing the word. I like like seeing life struggles, like things that people struggle with in life and then finding answers in the Bible and then sharing that information and helping people. I think there is a lot in the Bible that people seek and they don't realize they're seeking more. Like a lot of people, they get to a point in their life where they're like, what's the point of being here? Like, what are we doing here? Like, are we just here to work and then die? And so I think the Bible can give a lot of answers. You mentioned that you were into like tarot cards and, and Reiki and 
and, and all this stuff. So, I mean, what was your life like prior to being saved? I feel like I look back and I'm like, I was kind of wild. First off, actually, before we say that, how, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. So I went through phases like starting in high school, like I used to drink, I did drugs, I never got addicted or anything like that. But I experimented and like, I just never thought anything of it other than like, that was like the norm. And because I was very like of the world, it was normal to do all those things. I was very, I guess you could say like very sex positive. So or more like promiscuous. So I would always post pictures on Instagram that were not appropriate. There were like a lot of things that I was doing trying to get, I guess, I wanted to help people, but I also wanted to like grow my following. And I wouldn't say I was like a bad person or anything like that. But I think my intent, it just wasn't with God. I think that's a very common thing. I think people on social media in particular, it's like they're looking for clout or they are going after the likes, going after the follows, going after the subscribers. And a lot of people are so focused on what others think of them that they forget about what they think of themselves and what God thinks of us. As a new believer, I love the fact that you are trying to influence others and that you are trying to share the gospel as well. I think that's great. It seems like you're very passionate about it as well. God changes people and he doesn't necessarily fix all those issues right away. What's your life like now? What's your story now? Okay, well, can I rewind real quickly? Because I think I have a little bit more information that I could give you about your last question about like, what was I like before? Because I think I rewinded too far back, back to high school. And I think I could tell you like two years ago, the difference of two years to now. Sure. Of course. Go for it. So I would say about two years ago, I just smoked weed all day. That's like all I ever did. Smoke weed, go to class, take naps. I was in college. When I was upset, I would drink a glass of wine or a couple glasses or go out and drink. And that was kind of my life. And I had like severe anxiety. I would get depressed in the wintertime, have difficulty getting out of bed. So these are some things that I struggled with. I wouldn't say I was completely addicted to weed, but when I stopped smoking, it was definitely difficult. So these are things that got God has changed my life. So now I don't smoke weed. I don't even drink. I wasn't an alcoholic, but I just, you know, in the Bible, it says that, you know, Satan is like pouncing around like a lion. Like it says, keep your mind sober because like Satan's ready to devour you at any moment when your mind isn't sober. My anxiety is minimal to none. So those are things that God has changed in me, not just in my heart, but like in my mind. And yeah, my life now is much different. So as we discussed before we started recording, we talked about how I was a surrogate mother last year. So I got paid to do that. So I have money saved up. So I took the opportunity to start my own business and to have a blog and to have my podcast. So that's basically what my life is right now. Like every day I'm just working on my blog and praying and reading the Bible. And I do a Bible study at my church. That's basically my life. I try to surround it with what God wants. And to be completely honest, sometimes I get off tracks. Like some days if I'm feeling like crazy and like having a little anxiety or whatever, like I can immediately pinpoint and say, you know what? Like I haven't read the Bible in two days, but if I take like a day or two off, I can definitely feel it. Oh yeah. It's amazing how that works. And the great thing about what you were just talking about is that God doesn't ask for perfection. Um, He comes to us just as we are. But you mentioned the surrogacy. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did that 
come to pass? Yeah. So I had wanted to be a surrogate a while back. I had my own son. And then I got to a point where I was like, I really enjoyed being pregnant with my son and I wanted to be pregnant again, but I wasn't in a situation where I could have another child, didn't have a boyfriend, wasn't married, anything like that. And I just signed up to do it at an agency. You know, I did medical tests and mental health tests. And then I got matched up with a couple in Singapore. And then I went through the process and I got a transfer, an IVF transfer in California. And they used two eggs and it was successful. So I carried twins last year and I gave birth to them October 25th or 6th. And what is that like? I mean, when the parents from Singapore come over, so were they expecting twins? Can you talk about the process in itself a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy This where science has gotten today. So they knew they knew they were using two eggs and they knew one was a boy and one was a girl. They already like knew that information, which I thought was pretty crazy. They also knew that they could possibly one of the eggs or both the eggs could split. And thankfully they didn't. So it was only carrying two. But it was very simple how they did it. They used, I mean, do you want me to explain how they got the eggs in me and everything? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So they used like a catheter and then they just put it in them in my cervix. And basically they just pushed the eggs in there. And then I had to lay on a table for 10 minutes with a full bladder and then I could use the bathroom. And then I had to rest for 24 hours. And I was in California for I think like two days, maybe three days. No, I was actually there the first day. The second day, I got the eggs. And then this third day, I went back to Maine. I live in Maine. So it was a, a pretty long... Yeah, it sounds like a trip. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but they only had me go for th like three days. And then when I got my medical check, my medical exam, they had me go to California to get my medical exam there. And they had me go for one day. Like I went got my medical exam and then came back. So what do you think led you to want to do that? I honestly just really loved being pregnant and I wanted to be pregnant again. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't want my own kid and I wasn't in a place to have my own kid. And I was like, this will help someone. Like, you know, I always like used to listen to like inspirational podcasts and stuff. And I always said, if you can help someone and you're passionate about it, you should do it. And so that's kind of like what I followed through. Really, it was, it was such, it was a really good experience. I met people from a different country that were really kind, very different from people in America, at least from what I found, things were very different between us. So it was cool to learn about a different culture, meet new people, and then do this for someone. They were so excited when the babies came out and like even just coming here and seeing me pregnant, they were just ecstatic. Wow. So are you still in contact with those people or? Yeah, I just talked to them yesterday and they sent me pictures of the, of the babies and they're so cute. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I was looking at some of your content on TikTok and Instagram. And I mean, you sort of documented that as well, your journey through all of that. What does it feel like? I mean, that's that's a tremendous blessing to gift someone a child. What exactly does that feel like? I mean, I don't think that's something that a lot of people experience. So what does that feel like, you know, uh, gifting someone who may not be able to have their own child or something like that. I mean, what type of emotions are running through you as that's happening? I mean, it felt good. Like the whole process felt really good and them getting their babies felt good. But there definitely is like a separation between me and the parents in the moment after giving the babies. So the babies came out very fast. Everything was perfect, went perfect. And they immediately took the babies. And my first thought, like I knew the babies were fine with their parents and there was also nurses and stuff. So I had no worries and have to worry about them. There weren't my children. And then my first thoughts were like, I want to go home. 
So I was like, I need to, you know, I had to breast pump for them and I needed to eat a meal and I needed to, you know, make sure the nurses were okay. And I went home that night. And then my next goal was to like get myself back together because it takes time to like recover from giving birth, especially with twins. There wasn't like a lot of complications or anything like that. I had did have like a hemorrhage. So there was a lot of bleeding, but it was more like when you have a child of your own, do you have kids? I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I've got one son. He's uh he's two years old. Okay. So you know what it's like when you bring a baby home, like all your attention is on that child. Like you are changing their diaper and you're feeding them and you're like probably, I don't know with me, with my son, like I was barely sleeping, not because he wasn't sleeping, it was because I was so afraid something was going to happen while he was sleeping, you know? So you're going through all these things and every ounce of your energy is towards your child. And then when you give birth and you don't have a child or children there, your focus ends up being just taking care of yourself and like making sure you're eating enough and drinking enough. And I was did have some focus on the babies and the aspect that I was breastfeeding for them or breast pumping for them. But yeah, it wasn't people like asked me like, wasn't that emotional or wasn't it hard? And I was like, no, like I knew all along that I wasn't keeping them. And like, I didn't have a connection with them in that kind of way. I did get to see them though after, which was cool. Like I visited with the parents a couple of times when they're in their hotel before they were able to go back to their country. And that was awesome getting to hold them and they're super cute, but it was good. Great experience. So how long did the parents stay here? I mean, or were you like, you said you were breastfeeding. Were you doing that here? Or were you sending it away? I'm just, uh, this, this, pro- this whole process sort of interests me and I hadn't even thought about it before, but now that we're talking about it, it's really, it's really compelling to me. <laughs> yeah. So they um, had to stay here. So because of Corona, everything worked out so perfect. So when I went to California, it was February before everything shut down. So people were like, p- some people were wearing masks, but not really like I wasn't wearing a mask. My friend that went with me wasn't wearing a mask. It wasn't like a huge concern. We were just like hearing about Corona and China, you know? And so we went to California, had the transfer. And then when they were able to come here is when we had like just opened the border for people to come here. So everything worked out so perfect. But then getting here, it was a little nerve wracking though, because it was like, they're supposed to come a couple weeks before just in case I went into labor early. Cause that's known for twins. You usually go into labor early. And there's some rules in Maine at the time, which was like you had to quarantine for two weeks. So it was like if they got here two weeks before and I went into labor and they weren't able to be there, like that would be really hard. They wouldn't be able to get their babies, you know, they were able to figure out a way where they got a test and then they didn't have to quarantine. So that was great. And then after they had to go through a similar process. So they live in Singapore and getting into Singapore was pretty difficult for them because Singapore is very, very strict. And when I talked to them the other night, they said they haven't had any cases of coronavirus in months, but they're still wearing masks and social distancing. And there's just a lot of different things about Singapore. So like they are having difficulty getting back into the country because the babies hadn't had their three months shots or two month shots, but the babies were only like three weeks old. So then they had to get waivers for that and stuff like that. And then when they finally got back, they had to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. So they stayed here for a few weeks to get the information they needed to get back. And when it comes to the breast milk, I was pumping for the time they were here. And then I would just bring it to the hotel they were at and I'd visit with them and stuff. And then when they left, I stopped breast pumping for them. And I donated some milk because it takes, you can't just stop right away. Take some time. You know, I, I noticed that the whole time that you were saying, you kept repeating that everything worked out perfectly. Everything worked out perfectly. It really worked out perfectly. 
Were you saved during that process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saved August, and then they were born in October. I definitely think that it's like people talk about God's plan and things like that. You know, often the things that we are unexpecting and not planning for, it's really tremendous. And I think regardless of what you or anyone thinks about the actual surrogacy itself, I think that God has a plan for those children. I think it's an amazing thing what you've done, and and it's very impressive to me. I hadn't thought about this before, but, you know, I do have my own child as well. I've got one son. He's, He's two years old, or he will be two in June, actually. And the joy that my son brings me. It's like, my son gave me a new lease on life. And I feel like by doing what you've done, you've given those people a new lease on life. I think that's a beautiful thing, what you've done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I hope I did. I know they're very happy. They send me pictures and they're always smiling and holding the babies and stuff. So, Well, let's get back to your podcast. And how is that going? How are you enjoying podcasting? And what can people expect from your show when they come to it? Yeah, it's going well. It's a work in progress. And there's just so much when you are like trying to create a business. There's just so much that you're always working on and always researching. Like, how do you get your podcast out there? How do you get more people on your podcast? Like, where can you advertise where it's going to be successful and it's not going to be a waste of time? Where are people actually going to see your stuff? And how do you do like I'm learning that like SEO? Um, what is the definition of SEO? I just like search engine optimization. Yes, search engine optimization. Like in my blogs, like I knew that was important, but I didn't realize SEO was important for podcasters. Like I had no idea. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I kind of know about it now because I'm blogging. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. And sometimes I get nervous and anxious about learning new stuff. But then once I learn it, it's it's in there, it's in my head. And like, I don't have to keep looking back. So that's good. But there's always something new to learn. Podcasting isn't easy. (laughs) A lot of people think that it's just, you know, two people talking on, on a Zoom call or something like that. And you just record it and just upload it to the internet somewhere and then, hey, look, now I'm a successful podcaster. But people don't realize all the extra work that goes into it. But the cool thing about it, just like anything else, is it's it's a journey. I, I love talking to other podcasters as well about their process and about how they go about doing their podcast because it's much more, like I said, than just a Zoom call or some type of a conversation. How did you get into podcasting? I mean, what was your start with it? Yeah, so I, I used to follow a bunch of like self-help, inspirational kind of people and I there was this one guy that I followed that had a podcast that was very successful and I decided I wanted one too. And so that's how I kind of started. I just made it and just started doing it. But I do like that I have expanded it into a blog. I think that's going to be what really helps gain more traffic. Well, so you're on what, like 86 episodes, I think something I saw like that, 80, 85, 86 episodes or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty far in there. So uh, if anyone (laughs) listens to my podcast, if you start with number one, you're going to hear a completely different person than what you're going to hear when you listen to a solo episode that I've done in the the number 80s, you know, like number one and number 80, like number one was when I was like in the new age, it was before I became a Christian. My views were very different. I keep those up though, because I just want to, I want people to see the difference. And sometimes I get anxious and worried about it because I, I worry they're going to listen to the first episode and then they're going to think that's me or that I'm like a hypocrite because this is a Christian, says Christianity as um, the topic for the podcast. But I want to keep that stuff up there because I think it shows how much Jesus can change you and the work that he does on you. 
So just a warning. If you guys listen to the first one, it's uh, a lot different. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I definitely think you should keep it up there. You know, like we talked about earlier, it's like a you see the entire transition of your walk with the Lord. If nothing else, just for yourself, just to remind yourself about where you're coming from and where you've been. But I really think the concept of your podcast as a whole is cool. I, I don't necessarily know if you were intending to have that, but I think it's super beneficial for people to hear, you know, this is who I was then. And you can literally see through the years, this is where I am going. And this is how God has affected me. Yeah, absolutely. I also have this thought in mind that those older podcasts will attract people that had the same kind of mindset that I did. And then they will see my newer stuff. Like they'll listen to a few episodes and they'll start listening to my newer stuff. And maybe it will guide them towards Jesus. Maybe they'll be like, wow, it's a big change or wow, like Jesus has done so much in her life. Like maybe I should look into this, you know? Like I said, I really think what you're doing is great and just just keep on doing what you're doing. I, I definitely think you can affect people and it clearly shows that you have a heart for God and for God's word and that, you know, you're trying to share it with everyone. I love it. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. We're getting towards the end of the podcast, but I wanted to, again, thank you for coming on and let you share your profiles. Where can people find your podcast and where are you at on the internet and social media and everything like that to come check you out? So my podcast basically can be found, I think, on every single platform. It's on Pandora, Spotify, iTunes. I think it's called iHeart and some other ones. And then I have a YouTube channel for it. But my internet is not wonderful. So it takes days for my videos to get up. And I just don't have the patience right now until I get better internet. So you can go check it out, though. I also have a YouTube channel about the surrogacy. If anyone's curious about what I went through, I have a bunch of videos. It's just called Janessa's Journey, if you're curious. And you can find me You can find me on Instagram at Janessa Staples. That's my name, J-E-N-A-S-A. I'm mostly active on TikTok and my podcast. I kind of stay off of Instagram a little bit and Facebook. I'm just trying to focus on Pinterest, which Pinterest will bring you to my website and TikTok for right now. And what's your website again? createyourearthlife.com. We're wrapping things up. At the end of every episode, I ask everybody the same question and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. So what was the last goal that you completed and what's the next goal that you want to set for yourself? So I would say my goal was to get my blog up and I have it up. And so now my goal is to keep being consistent So I guess I have two goals. One is to be consistent to get to my next goal, which is to start bringing in an income from it. Because this is what I want to do for life is have a podcast and a blog and be able to be a stay-at-home mom. I think that would be best for my family. And yeah, so right now my goal is be consistent with Pinterest and TikTok so people will be able to read my blog. Well, Misfits, go check her out. Again, createyourearthlife.com. And I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Your story is fantastic. And I think it's very inspirational to a lot of people. And keep sharing the gospel. I think you're headed on the right path. You're going to do great, kid. Oh, thanks. Well, Janessa, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. And I wish you the best in the future. I hope everything goes well for you. And again, congratulations on the engagement and keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, Misfits, I'm going to go ahead and shut this guy down. Thank you very much for listening and have a great evening. Goodbye. Well, Misfits, we did it. That's our episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And thanks again to our sponsors. 
If you want to support any of our sponsors, there are affiliate links on the sponsors tab of our website at www.misfit-heroes.com. You can also find links to all of our social media there, so follow us for immediate up-to-date info about the podcast. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help us out, do us a favor, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Good or bad, just let us know. Truly Misfits, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, be kind, love one another, and be a hero.